ever imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal with your host, Kevin Neutron. Broadcasting from a secret underground lair in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A gigantic middle finger to everything that is rock about music, rock and roll, and corporate power. The thing is, though, if you don't laugh, you're going to go on a killing spree with shot and nails. Confidence of a hero or a fool. I wasn't exactly certain which. Could not be more professional. It's It means something. You know, that's my take on it. What's yours? Protonic Reversal! That's like a science thing, right? Yes, 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 y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. <laughs> it is a science thing. It is a science place. It is a scientific fact. We are all up in your face. It is time for the one, the only protonic reversal that's right here we are face to face couple silver spoons this is a new episode this is a stay-at-home episode of conan neutron's protonic reversal we have a special guest today as we do often (laughs) and this is uh this is a treat it's an oakland dude from an oakland band uh, one i like very very much those that do not know that is my uh, my old hometown oakland and i'm looking forward to speaking to ryan christopher parks who is an awesome guy very talented musician and his band b hamilton is one i like quite a bit so looking forward to that that should be good why did i say like that that should be good 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 well whatever i did i had something really profound to say but i got into an argument on the internet not the normal one. It was actually about the crucifix, believe it or not. And yeah, I don't know. I got into an argument. I definitely won it, though. That's the important thing. The important thing is if you win. <laughs> anyway, um, is there anything to mention? Yeah, just remember to be kind to each other. Remember to check in with each other. You know, it's it's easy to forget about that kind of stuff. Thank you for everyone that's been... Very supportive of the most recent Protonic Reversal episodes, especially. It's uh, it's nice to have that support, and I appreciate you, appreciate it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Patreon.com slash Protonic Reversal. If you want to support the show, and you want to get the episode sooner. Dollar an episode, uh, dollar an episode, Jesus. <laughs> dollar a month gets you all the episodes and it gets them a hell of a lot sooner than it would if you just waited for them to show up on the free feed so if that's something that appeals to you there's an easy way i i think there's like a backlog of like i don't i don't freaking know uh there's a backlog of a lot 12 episodes maybe we're getting there but if you want them sooner i got a real easy solution for you Dollar a month on the Patreon will get you there. Also, you support the show, which is nice. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not compulsory. You'll still get it. You'll always still get the shows for free. No ads, no sponsors. No kidding. That's, uh, 
That's Kona Neutron Promise. But if you are not interested in doing any of that, that's fine too. Anyway, uh, enough of that. Let's hear a tune. When we come back, we'll uh, be with Mr. Ryan Christopher Parks. It's a song for TW. TW. Blah. Off of Nothing to Nowhere. It goes like this.
go. That's a song for TW, which is a B. Hamilton tune that is on the album Nothing in Nowhere. And with us now, we have none other than Mr. Ryan Christopher Parks. Ryan, welcome to the show, dude. Hi. Hello, Conan. It's, uh, it's been a while. In fact, uh, I think I've been kind of low-key saying you should be on the show for, uh, I don't know, half a decade, something along those lines. Does that sound about right? Yeah. <laughs> sounds about right. Until you brought it up to me, I wasn't quite sure, but I guess that's right. Hey, can you hear me all right? I'm using the headphones. I can, hear, I can I can hear you great. You're coming in loud okay. and clear, and we appreciate cool. that about you. Uh, who's the TW in that song? That's uh, Tyler Wagner. He's uh, he's a friend of mine and uh, uh, probably one of the greatest songwriters I've ever uh, I think I've ever known um, or ever heard, actually. I don't know. I, he's 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 ridiculous, and uh, he kind of floats in and out of town every once in a while. And uh, he's prolific, and he doesn't record anything he writes. So he's one of those characters, oh. and it's frustrating. But sometimes it's just it's I don't know. It's just how people are. So, but he's uh, yeah. He he uh, he he uh, he ended up uh, one time. I walked out of my house, and he was hanging outside a tree. Um, outside my house and said, what are you doing here? And he had no idea where I lived too. So he was just in a tree, uh, when I was going to work. <laughs> As one does, so, you know? Yeah. And he, and he looks down at me and just goes, uh, Oh, do you live here? And I was like, what, what are you doing here, Tyler? So, um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's phenomenal. And anybody who knows him knows how, how amazing he is. And, uh, he was going through problems, uh, with his, uh, his, uh, baby's mother. And, uh, mm. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's it's a weird kind of song about uh, trying to console him, but also um, me changing, I guess, too. So it's kind of a bizarre song. It's like a classic thing where you start like writing a song about uh, someone else, and then you start writing about yourself. Eventually, it's weird. <laughs> like 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 folks that manage to turn any conversation about any topic back over to something. Oh yeah, yeah well, exactly. this one time, you know, in band camp, I you know. Yeah yeah, assholes. Thanks thanks for calling me an asshole. <laughs> Hey, you said we that's were cool. talking about you. Maybe we we're talking about me, buddy. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. It's been five years, and I know why now. I get it. <laughs> uh, no, that that's that's awesome, and that's uh, of course one of many songs on the last record, "Nothing and Nowhere," uh, which really good, man. I mean, I it's it's I dare say it's probably you guys' best, and you know I've been with you since the beginning. Like just as yeah, far as no, you, a conceived album, you def you definitely have. You've always. Um, um, it, it, you you really enjoy music like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like i do and you think that would be more common <laughs> no 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 it's 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 like like it's it's funny it's just like i like i, I really like music but um there's almost like a uh, i don't have that kind of like like search, searching it out thing it's just kind of mm. a passive thing right where um and i don't mean it's like a, as a majority but it's almost like uh, people who are really into like video games or comic books like that kind of culture of like seeking out new music which it's horrible because I, I make music, but I don't like, I, I just don't have, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I think music to me is just something that I just like, uh, it's like something that I just have to do. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's totally not like, a, um, I don't know. It's, it's not something like, super, I'm not trying to be deep or anything like that. It's just something that I just have to do. But I'm, I'm always like, a, like my friend Zach, he, uh, he loves music. He like, he searches music out. And he's always like, "Have you heard this?" Like even we were talking about the band uh, uh, when you called me. I don't know that band. 
I don't know any bands, so it's like but when I hear something I love, I fall in love with it for months. To be fair, we were talking about the Crucifix, and the Crucifix aren't exactly a, a top tier concern in the year 2020. It's like a punk rock band. I don't, I don't, Steve Shelley from to... Sonic Youth used to play drums. Oh, really? For them, yeah, All but they're right, like a punk is... rock band. They're, uh, yeah. Well, we we can talk about the Crucifix later, but yeah. So what? You, yeah. What, so what? I I think what you're getting at is that as much as music is a huge part of your life, you you don't aggressively seek out new music necessarily yourself. What what I would just like to say is I do. But yeah, it's incredibly it. specific. And here's the deal: right. you only hear about the stuff I like, and there's plenty of yeah. stuff I don't like. Plenty sure, yeah, of course stuff I, I don't mean, like. But that's but I think that's just kind of like how there, there's so much content where with everything it's just like sometimes it's it's information. Especially overload. nowadays, I I just get confused <laughs> where I just go like I don't know I'm I'm just gonna you know not do that because it's just too much stuff. So. Um, but but every time there is something, it just breaks my heart. I get obsessed with it. And it's like I drive. You know, Raj and, and my girlfriend crazy by playing it all the time or something like that. So, um, and telling them about this and how great it is. So, you know, it's the the ebb and the flow of that. But I, 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 I'm jealous of people like you and my buddies act that just love music and like search it out and do that. So, cause that's how people hear about it. So, you know, yeah, one can help. I don't know. I mean, I, I certainly do my part. Like, I, I, I rip hard for the stuff I love. That's for sure. And great. You know, that's 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 my thing. But you brought up an important point, because one, one of the reasons why getting back to your record, one of the many reasons why I think it's your best is, uh, I mean, this is this is the first one of your own material with Raj, who's been playing with you for quite some time. But is, is yeah. you know, for a drummer's drummer and a total badass. Uh, but He's also He's a genius. Yeah. Like, really. Like, I remember distinctly. He might not want me to say this, but tough shit. Uh, Mouse, uh, he played with me in VNA, talking to me about how like seeing. Raj- oh, I remember that guy. Where is he from? Alaska. Yeah, yeah, Chugak. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> he a uh, great drummer in his own right, like and uh, sure. re- you know very knowledgeable, like super skilled. But he said like, yeah, sometimes seeing Raj play like makes me want to quit the drums. And I'm like, like, yeah, wow, I mean, really? <laughs> Jesus. Well, my, I mean, the weird thing is, it's like, uh, like we've been pretty much blessed with I mean, and it's like a joke about how many drummers we've had but it's like i mean rogers i think i was i was driving on the five um and my girlfriend asked me my favorite drummer is and it's like rog like he like i don't like everybody like yeah. john bonham and like it's just my dad was a drummer and right. he was very like um ginger bakery and very much wrists instead of like arms yeah, yeah. so he so he so my guitar playing and even my vocal stuff like i never seen the same melody twice and it just kind of digs in um, to whatever the drummer's doing, and me and Raj go back and forth. Like we almost live in like, like our bass player Macy's kind of he's the 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 atmosphere, and we and yeah. we just kind of live in his world. Like when it's because because we'll just bounce off each other. And he's he's um I, I've always I've always identified with drummers. Like he's 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 incredible. He's it, yeah. I mean everybody knows this. It's like his 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 lyricism and his like on drums is just ridiculous. He can just he digs into vocal melodies, which is unbelievable. So I don't know. Well, he almost uh, Macy almost operates in a lot of ways, not exactly the same way, but in a lot of ways, like how the Who the bass operated. You know, the bass was just you know such a solid presence and like held everything down. Uh, and I totally, I totally, I totally disagree with that. I think, I you, think, you um, think so. what, what was his what was his name? Um, uh, the bass player from the Who. He was he was so melodic and played almost like lead riffs. He did. Or, he did play lead bass, but like if you listen to, uh, well, actually, so I guess yeah, yeah, that's a good point because I guess Pete Townsend was more. Um, but, was, but, was they, but they, down the... they, they did that thing that me and Macy have to do where it's like, I'm not really playing lead or playing rhythm and Macy's not really playing bass or playing lead. You just, I mean, it's like a, like a three piece thing where it's just like, you just kind of, 
like i mean we've had other people try to play guitar and it's just like oh this is you know i would love it but it's not sometimes three pieces just work out like that like classic three pieces not saying that we're one of those but it's like you know uh cream and the who and this band that was super uh important to me called smile from costa mesa um scott reader from fu man who plays drums in, in oh, that okay. band cool and they were three piece that were just so different and kind of mod and kind of that but they were just so loud and, and powerful and they had that thing where it was like it wasn't rhythm or lead or bass it's just it all you just you, it's kind of like division of labor where you just kind of figure out like where you need to be in a weird way mm-hmm. you know i mean it's like it's 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 if you if you can't do something then someone else has to fill that void so if macy's yeah. up high on a run and i tune down and he stays standard so we it's just this bizarre thing that doesn't make sense but it, it does it's not it's not that extraordinary it's just whatever it is well yeah what i was getting at is that the the rhythm section is very strong I mean, it's a very, very much a rhythm band too. Like you know, there's there's melody there, but there's it's it's especially with this record. Yeah, you're able to dig deep in some areas that it's not that you were necessarily bad at them before, but you were you were able to explore different territory and kind of take some of the more unhinged stuff and like mm-hmm. still keep the the strength and power behind it, but also have it like more have a locked in with with reality, right? So it's it's not like it's yeah going going off kilter or anything along those lines but it makes for a very interesting listen and then what what i noticed is i played and i love the other records as well i i you know played some of the other ones and and some i somebody was like is this the same band <laughs> i was yeah. like yeah it's the same band and to me it's like well you know the guitar and vocals are you know no offense but guitar and, guitar and vocals are the same like it's 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 oh, yeah. like you know the songs are different the the composition's different but the i feel like if you're someone that listens to guitar and vocals you would you you'd be like, oh, of course, this is like an early record by that band, yeah, of course. But if you're oh, someone yeah, that yeah. listens to drums, like the styles are so different, yeah. And well, and and the second record was just it was a it was Tyler Corleats and Eric, um, yeah. And like it's the and then there's quilt. just like yeah, for sure. It was like <laughs> let's just try to finish this thing and go on. But like um, nothing in nowhere is very concise um, as far as uh, uh, lo- lyrical content too. And it's all Raj. I mean, Raj, it's it, everything. It's the same with like Once in Future Band, where, you know, Joel and Eli can, you know, write these incredible things, which Raj plays in too. Um, um, but it all goes through Raj. Raj is like a, a brilliant engineer. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think he would ever say a producer, but he's a producer um, just by his decisions. Um, so, um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, this is, it, the record's just more concise just because it's going through one avenue. And it's it's um, the lyrical content is um, it's all about kind of my my dad uh, had brain cancer and died and I had to go up and down the five. I grew up in Anaheim. Um, my home is in Oakland. It's been so long since I've lived in Anaheim, in Orange County. So um, it, everything was just concise. It was just it was very focused. And it's like sometimes you do something and you just go. I I, I did that. And that was the best I could do. So that's that's I've never felt any, I've never felt similar about anything, um, in my life than I did with that record. So, okay, so you, you, you throw a bunch of stuff out there. We're, we're going to pick them up one by one. So the getting back to the to the the thing with uh with, with the record itself and the, and the sound is it definitely sounds like it's more focused sound. And that doesn't say mm-hmm. there was unfocused before, but it's it's certainly. 
a band with a lot of potential that does like a lot of things that has, you know, for, for certain found its voice and has a strong rhythmic influence. Uh, mm-hmm. Aside from that, as you mentioned, I want to get into some of the stuff uh, with your dad that, 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 that looms large. So when you talk about all the different songs, you know, a lot of those have been sitting around, uh, and not sitting around, but they, they've, they've been around. No, no, I told you, I told you. <laughs> they've been around for a bit. You, you've had plenty of time to play them, you know, play them to death in some cases. Yeah. Uh, so talk to me about making sure that you, when you, when you finally record them, and I know even the record itself took a while to get done, took a while to come out, et cetera, et cetera. But when you just, yeah. for, for the aspects of getting it down, what do you, what did you do to kind of find where you started with it and that spark that, brought the songs on in the first place um i don't know because it's i mean i'm gonna say a bunch of stuff now but it's like that's uh, okay because you're on a podcast and that's what we're supposed to do here so uh, okay all right but there's the uh you can uh, you can dance if you want but no one will see it and we're not on tiktok yeah cool well (laughs) i uh i'm I'm wearing gym shorts right now so look really good i was gonna say i don't know if that would help or hinder but i don't know it depends on the it's good I look real good. Got my calves going. But there was there was uh, 45 and straight. Um, that song is about Trump, and it's I feel like uh, like like I'm not. I hate when people say they're not political people because it's everybody's a political person, and it's like and if you say you're not a political person, people are like you're a Trump guy, which I'm not. I mean, I, I it's just it's just it's just the idea of people saying fuck trump and you're like how boring is that what does yeah, that mean that, that, you know it's like that's, okay that's not even daring that's like common sense really it's yeah, like yeah it's, well, of course well, fuck him but but even if it's not common mean? sense it's like even people who you know would be inclined to vote for a guy like that when you call someone like that stupid yeah. i don't understand what that means it's like they're not stupid they pay bills and raise children and do all these things why do they do that yeah. what's 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 the underlying thing of why someone would be um, romanticized by a guy like Trump, you know? And it's just like, I, I remember I used to work in Hayward um, in, a, in an office park, and I used to just see this guy eating, like, a mm. cheeseburger in his, like, car, his, like, you know, middle middle lane sedan, you know, and just, like, listening to talk radio. Like, listening to, like, I, <laughs> Rush Limbaugh Alex or, like, Jones Michael, or someone, uh, yeah, you know, uh, what's that? Well, what's that one for someone? Yeah, you yeah. know, he's 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 in there listening to something, and I'm just like, you know, what's the what's he doing in what's, that car? What, what is? It? Yeah, exactly. It's like a Tom Waits, like a horrible yeah, yeah, Tom Waits song. <laughs> but it's but it's just, it's just that idea of like, you know, like all, all the songs on the record. It's like I could be like, wham, my dad's dying, and blah blah blah, <laughs> or or like I hate Trump and blah blah blah. But it's just like, where's where do I feel comfortable of, of with everything? And that's the kind of Everything, the, the song, whatever, so to me is about Ferguson, where it's like, you know, I, I, I was just watching the O.J. Simpson documentary. I hadn't watched that yet. And it's just like I was I grew up down there. And it's just like, yeah, it's why would why would why would people go to the street? You know, it's it's like it's I think the entire record is just about why why people do stuff. You know, it's like not people are so focused on how people feel about it, but they lose the empathy and like humanity towards people. Right. Where it's like, why are you doing this? And like, it's it's we're all together and i'm not you know saying this like one love bullshit but it's just like actually like why do people do this and if you get to an end of something and you suss it all out you see that it doesn't make sense then you can go from there but just waving a flag that says fuck trump and like being like i i like this guy you're like i don't know what that means anymore i don't know what that means anymore so i i don't know i think it's 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 
I'll say, I, I always say this, but it's just like writing music is like, I like playing guitar and it's fun, but it's almost like a, like a, a parlor trick I can do because I think like, hmm. like writing, writing, writing songs just make me feel good. Like they make me kind of understand the world. It, it makes me, okay. it's been this way since I was a kid where I can just write stuff out and kind of be like, Oh, this is why, this is why I'm confused. And this is why I think this way. So. Well, I mean, I think yeah. there's always, there's always a, within your catalog, there's certainly an, an ethos and mindset and it definitely seems like it's coming from a place. I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, first song on ostensibly the first record, you know, me and Margaret counting countdowns, like that's yeah. very much a, a tableau, a slice of life. You have yeah. all these different songs that, you know, whether from your perspective or not, it's certainly something that you can reach into and touch and get something out of and put something into and whether it's thinly veiled allegory or uh, autobiographical doesn't really matter because people connect with whatever they connect with. So yeah, it's true. It's not something where you know all love to like the Billy Braggs of the world. Yep. Right. All. All. Yeah. But not everyone should be Billy Bragg either, and that's okay. Yeah. It's totally okay not to be Billy Bragg. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, Conan Neutron here because, telling you it's okay to not be Billy Bragg. <laughs> that's some yeah, show. Just because, <laughs> just because of that guy's little calves, you know. <laughs> but th- I guess what I'm saying is, you can still like for me, you know, I was lucky enough. I heard the heard the record, you know, pretty early on. I was like playing it on tour uh, before it was even you know completely out, and immediately, first of all, Forty Five and Straight it's a jam. Like it's it's just like oh, this is a good song. So Thanks. first criteria met, but also it was like, Oh, I totally know this is about like this. This is, this is a tale about a certain type of person. And can I, can I, can I ask you a question? Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, you look, finish your thought. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say, and it was very, very like it, the, the, the mental picture that you painted with like the dude that's, uh, you know, in his freaking car, you know, eating his, ham sandwich with white bread and mayonnaise and like listening to Sean Hannity on like the radio on his lunch break or something was very evocative for me. I'm like, Oh yeah, I totally know. I totally know that guy. Yeah. I mean, but that, that character like is it's that, it's that, it's that sadness of thinking that you're owed something when no one owes you anything in life. No one owes you anything. Yeah. Part of its privilege, part of its entitlement of due to be like a patriarchal society, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, that sort of, I'm aggrieved about something, but I really have nothing to be aggrieved about, but I'm still unhappy, right. even though from the perspective of like someone that's, you know, a person of color or uh, someone that's, that's not like a cisgendered person. It's like, well, you got a fucking easy asshole. Like, why, why are you fucking pissed off? Right. Why are you so angry? So, you won, asshole. <laughs> you then, won. Right. But, but then, but then it's like, then, then, so you sit there and you're like, okay, but then, but then more questions lead, like questions lead to more questions, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea is like, why do they think that? Yeah. What's what's and then that leads to more. It's just like, what what what's what's the thought process of like, like, man, I should be a millionaire right now. Why should you yeah, be why? a millionaire? <laughs> why why do you why, feel that way? <laughs> why should anybody be a millionaire except someone who was given a million dollars when they were born? You know, it's right. kind of that thing where it's just like, is it entitlement? What is the thing? You know, I, I, I mean, that, and that's the kind of thing where it's just, it's, it's, that's why songwriting is fun to me because it's just these kind of like weird philosophical roads you meet. And you're sure. just like, what does that mean? And sometimes I just write songs that are just garbage, you know, that don't make any sense. So it's just like, whatever. <laughs> right, right. You know? Yeah. 
but but I mean like but those are my those are that's that's really why I enjoy songwriting because you can just find these roads where it's just like you can't talk to people anymore. You can talk to your friends, but you can't like have these kind of like you can't suss stuff out because it's just kind of like if you say something and it's like, well, that guy's this way. So it's just kind of like, you know, well, well, people immediately are, want to sort you and put you, you know, oh, you're in this, you're in this one. You know, this is, sure. this is your, you're this type of peg and you go in this hole. And I'm like, well, actually, man, it's a lot more complicated than that. No, yeah. no, you're that, that's it. You know, you're a Bernie person. So you believe all this stuff. Mm, did you ask yeah. me about any of that? Maybe I don't. No, no. And that's no. And you're correct. That's, that's the kind. And that's, I was going to ask you like with 45 and straight, because it's like, I, I know where I was coming from. I think me, Roger and Macy knew where I was coming from with the lyrics, but then you hear the song and we were all kind of like, is this going to hold up? Like, is this like, is this going to be misread? Because this is kind of like, Oh, like you were doing a statement of intent. Like, Hey, we believe this. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was like, he's the he's our man. He's going to help us out. He's the guy that's, you know, yeah. uh, uh, he's our guy. And like, even like someone posted something on our YouTube page. that was like Trump 2020. And, we're, and we deleted that. And we're like, get the fuck out of here. If you're, if you're not paying attention to it, if you're not paying attention to the, the, like the nuances of the song and just how it's, it's a, it's it's blasting people. It's it's talking about the emptiness of just of that archetype. It's well. well so to know. me, it seemed like you're explaining the <laughs> mindset that comes that, that leads someone down that path. That leads someone down the path of you know it, having you know what's what's the saying like having a uh, Virginia ham under your arm and crying the blues because you have no bread. Right. And it, it yes. And I'm a big fan of allegory, you know, like I'm a big, you know, big fan of it not being the singer, not necessarily saying, Hey, these are my thoughts. And they go like this. And it's for me, it was very clear that I'm like, Oh, I know that, that type of person I know. Yeah. Like I've worked, especially, I mean, less so in the Bay, but when I moved to Milwaukee, you know, I worked for Milwaukee County for a while. There, there definitely were some, ham with white bread and mayonnaise eating motherfuckers where I'm like, what the, f-? like, what is your yeah. goddamn deal? Well, that's the thing. It's the question. It's like, it's, you know, it's, it's easy to find an answer that you make in your own brain, but what's, why, what's, what, 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 what is, why are you so mad at, at this? Why are you so mad at that? What's, what's the, you know, what's, what's the problem here? You know, can we, can we talk things through? Is everybody, you know, an idiot? Like, that's always the thing that drives me crazy. It's just like, it, people aren't, a lot of people that, People peg as idiots aren't idiots. So, so, so the know. other, but the other hand, uh, the, on the other side of that, is that I feel like, especially after Trump won, is that there was all these, ugh, all these obnoxious articles from like the New York Times trying to figure out the white male American voter. It was like, why do you need to deal with these articles? The white male American voter is not that hard to figure out, man. Like, yeah. like, like, I, I, I get him. I mean, yeah. Like, like, I, I don't know. I say that like as one of them, but, but like they, like they, they wanted to like study the white working class voter as if it was, you know, some foreign species was, was like, okay, if you haven't been paying attention since like, you know, the mid eighties that there's been this sea change and this culture put up to basically rile up a certain type of person to feel like that they have justice done against them how the how do you think they're going to react but by the same yeah. token that doesn't mean have what i like to term ruinous empathy towards them because some people are just fucking dicks dude flat yeah. out like and it's not i mean but that's, good but that's liberals want to like save everybody and when it's like yeah sometimes people are just dicks <laughs> and that's yeah. okay too 
I guess, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, but that's like, that's always that thing where just my nose starts bleeding, where I'm like, I don't fucking know. I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I'm, I, I, I run a bar and I write songs on a piece of wood. Like, I'm the dumbest <laughs> person ever. I, like, that's like when people like look for like, like answers out of like anything. You know, and not saying people look, like listen to my songs and like, oh, I, I'm sure he has answers. I, of course, they don't think I have answers. I'm just saying it's just like I don't, I don't. I'm, I'm always confused at why people think that they're so sure about uh, their convictions and why they're so smart and stuff like that. Because I, I don't, I, I, I don't understand anything. Especially like, I mean, right now we live in a time where it's just like with the COVID stuff. It's like. I have a friend who's working on it, and it's like when I first talked to him about a month ago, he was just kind of like, "I don't know, I have no idea." Sometimes, sometimes you don't have answers, and you just have to accept. And that's that. okay. That's the only yeah, answer. Well, exactly, that's and fine. that's unfortunately our culture is not set up in such a way that you're made to feel okay for that because it feels like, well, what should I be doing? Nothing. You should yeah. be doing nothing and not opining about it. Hopefully. Mm. And yeah, cool. Hey, great, Conan. Let's get back to my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so all that had to do, of course, with the the character profile that is forty five and straight, which is the, which is the which is the single that that was was the first single, I believe, if I remember correctly. And yeah. at first, again, first first response to that was, "Oh, that's a jam." And then I played it forever in the van, like, "Oh, what is this? This is good." And then second one was like, oh, it's 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 a character of that type of person. That's interesting. And so I didn't know like what the rest of the record was necessarily going to be like. And then I was like, oh no, this these are all just they're B Hamilton songs. But yeah. this is like again very like God the the ultimate cliche is to say it's an adult record. You know what I mean? Oh, it's a very adult oh, record. Right. But like, I, what 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 does that what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Well, to me, that means that's something that is uh, more consonant and would be something the middle manager would listen to but what i what i mean is in the fact that there are more rowdy like crazy ass songs that b hamilton does and i love them Uh but i like the fact that you could throw this record on for someone that might be like oh you know uh, i I don't know what's going on here with one of the Mm -hmm. earlier records and they'd be like hey this is great these are good tunes this is this is this is good music and you did all that without sacrificing what made you you as a band, which to me makes it a successful record. As someone that has followed you guys throughout the various iterations, I don't feel like you sacrificed any part of what you have done, but you've managed mm-hmm. to make like your best record. And that's that's like the moonshot. Yeah, I mean... It doesn't mean like, hang, oh, hang, you know, hang up your boots, it's over. But I think I just think it's a really... It's a really well done record. It's a good representation of what the band both is and can be in the future. Thanks. I mean, there's there's no novelty to us. That's the kind of thing. There's just like I don't like I, I like me and Roger are talking about. It. It's just like you know, you, same with you. It's like that kind of like lifer thing where it's just like yeah. all I'm I'm just trying to get better, you know. So it's like if I'm not doing that, or if I'm I, if I don't understand. Um, um, like how how if if I'm not trying to grow like even outside of music, then I don't know what I'm doing in life. You know. Well, it's water I, 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 too. It's it's like you're in the water. You're not going to be like you know what's what's the uh, freaking what's what's the quote like you know the, the the fish being like what is water? Right. It's like you're in water. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're in. Conan, what I'm in something. What are you talking about? Conan Neutron Philosophical Podcast. <laughs> I know, yeah. I this this episode is taking some strange turns already. Oh, so. Jesus Christ, and all the <laughs> allegories and stuff. It's nice. It's just like I told you, I'm just a dumb guy. 
right? Songs is a piece of wood, but yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, it's, I feel like that's the kind of, um, uh, being around people who are constantly growing too. It's just like, um, it's nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 um, it's, it's just interesting to like kind of keep trying to get better, especially at writing, which so I, I don't, I don't know how to do. I really don't. It's just, it's, it's feral. I feel feral with guitar and, and writing. I don't know how to do this. I don't, I, I it's just, it's something where, um, I have to kind of create my own book, which is every, like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking like I'm, like I'm, like I'm unique, but it's like, no, this is no one, no one goes to songwriting school. You know, it's like, you just kind of listen to a bunch of music and fall in line and try to get better at that, you know? And if you don't want to do it anymore, then you stop doing it. I, however, just don't ever feel like not doing this. So. Okay. So yes, that is something that a lot of folks do and go through and, and, and react to. But what I would, what I would point out is that, the act of telling the story of how you get there uh-huh. can be just as interesting and or even inspiring for folks as well. And the differences and the where's and how's are part of what makes it interesting. What do you mean the where's and how's? So let's talk about this. Okay. You guys do a lot of stuff. You, you put out a, a bunch of awesome records, but you're also doing it with, I know for a fact after you were like, you got Raj in the band Raj is total badass. Oh my god, this is like the best fit. And then once in future, it gets starts getting really busy, and it's it's kind of one of those things where I don't feel like you guys have ever had the chance, time, or opportunity to kind of ply your trade for a larger audience, or if necessarily there was any desire to do so. But there's always a, sorry, go for it. No, I was gonna say. So I'm just saying, like part part of that, the part of that's your story, right? That you make yeah. these, these records that connect with people, that connects with the people that it connects to, but it's largely based on the for people outside Oakland. <laughs> it's largely yeah. based on just the songs and people that want to tell people about the songs and whatnot, and so that's part of your path. And yeah. I'm not saying that's always going to be the case. You know, I do hope that you can get out and get into the world some a little bit, fitting in where you can, but. It's something that that's been the case for Christ, like what the last ten years, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. For some reason or another, there's been some reason why like you can't take it further as far as in in the way the tradition, the punk rock way of going out and doing like the mini tour and like whatever, whatever. Not that that's necessarily your path, but that's part of there you was, guys' story. I was thinking about that because I think you've always you've always been a pretty big um, proponent of that, because you've always you've always been um, pretty keen on going out and touring. Because that's what I've like done. That. That's been part of my for sure. story. Right. Like, well, and it's been good well, for me. Like... Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good for everyone. In fact, there's way too many bands touring. Well, not right now. But there's way too many bands touring. A bunch of them should stop. But a bunch of bands touring in Huntington Beach in Georgia right now, probably. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's been... That's my path. That's what a lot of others... Sure. Uh, path are. And I didn't mean to interject there. But yeah, that, you're, you're correct. That is something I've always advocated for. Because for me, that's always made me stronger and sharper as a musician and it's easy to i don't feel like you guys have ever gotten complacent as a band but i've seen bands that have where they just played a hometown Mm -hmm. shows that are just you know it's all your friends telling you how great you are great no i mean it's i mean it's that's like that's that's like horrible like i like it's it's even like um with the bay and stuff like that like um the idea of I mean, first of all, like I've always, I, I don't know, 
like I, my dad was a drummer, but like I always, um, like I always felt like I needed the job, you know, like the, the nine to five job that was just kind of like mm-hmm. you do the job and then you have music. So music was always just this world that I went into. Um, so it was never like this kind of idea of like, that's not a career, um, which has changed in a lot of ways because it's like, maybe unfortunately or maybe fortunately, I have no idea. I'm just, I just, I, especially during like the quarantine, I just, I think about, um, it's been a great time of reflection and kind of like thinking yeah. about what I actually love doing. Um, but, but, but the, but the kind of thing it's like throughout the years, it's, it's either been like, you know, uh, drummer can't do this. I don't know how to do it. Money. How do I do the nine to five thing? How do I, yeah. you know, how do I do this and do that? And it's like, uh, People have done it magnificently. Shannon and uh, Nate Mahan, the drummer for Shannon and the Clams, like they've all they've killed it. They do great, and then they're they're fine. Um, for me, it was always just kind of like I have I have to work, and then I this is my other weird weird world that I live in, and I do that. Even even like I always like going by Ryan Christopher Parks, quote unquote. Like I'm, it's my full name, but I used to do that because I didn't want people who I worked with uh, to Google uh, like. If you Googled uh, Ryan Christopher Parks, it brought up, like, all the crazy shit from music and all the records and stuff like that. And then Ryan Parks, where I would be, like, in an office. LinkedIn. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it'd be like it'd be like, it'd be like a landscape architecture from, from, uh, from Chicago or something like that. So it's just kind of like a separation, which doesn't matter anymore, but that's how it was initially. Um, but, yeah, there's always been kind of weird setbacks. And it's unfortunate, but it's also... It's. I'm just not gonna stop doing this. I just. I just won't be stopped. I don't know. So. Well, and, and that's fine. And to be clear, there are lots of of different paths and avenues. I mean, look at someone, mm-hmm. a genius songwriter like Harry Nelson. He just didn't like playing, but he wrote yeah. these amazing songs. And you know, wasn't like music was a huge part of his life, but he didn't like playing shows or touring. Yeah. And then there's. No, I I, I, com- I completely agree that I am better than Harry Nelson. But also, <laughs> there is there's also another thing that no. What were we saying? Oh no no no! I, I just I, I just was saying that there, there's multiple paths. Like the, I'm not saying that there's a correct or incorrect way for any band at all. Just that for me, what I've always done is the sustainable touring model, where you do something mm-hmm. where you go, you do a mix of where you know you're going to be welcome, and you do a mix of new territory to kind of see where you are welcome. Yeah. You go and do your thing, which hopefully should be a reward in and of itself, ideally. You connect with what you, who you connect to, you build for the next time, and then, you know, you next time you can do that is next time you can do that. That's what's worked for me. I'm not saying it should work for everyone, and I'm not saying it should be everyone's path. But by the same That's token, good. when you love playing with who you're playing with and you love playing the songs in front of people, it's a way to do it where you're not just playing for the same 40 people all the time, you know? That- your model is completely correct. I mean, it's time tested. Like, it's like, if you're, if you're going to do this, that's how you do it. I, I just, I don't know. I've never known how quite to do it sometimes. Um, and we, I mean, this for a, a three piece rock and roll band, we're, we're kind of weird, especially in the Bay. Like it's, it's always, I don't know where to go or even like we try to go to Arizona or something like that. Like, I don't, I don't know where to go or how to do this. So, you know, and it's, and it's, it's the thing is, is it's, like me saying that it's clearly like, Hey, put in the work, put in, put in as much work as you, as you do for like, you know, doing other things. But it's like, it's, it's all that stuff of like, no one's getting back to me. You know, we're going to play in El Paso and I don't know where to sleep. And it's just like, I don't know how to do this actually. I really don't. So, um, okay. Well, and that's, 
and again, that's something that's also it's a lot easier to pull off when you're in your twenties and you don't have any, you know, when you're just like, whatever, I'll get a new job when I get back, you know, like like that's it's also yeah. It's, I mean, there's also adult concerns that, that go with that as well. But uh, I had I had like yeah, I had like nine to five jobs in my twenties. It was just like what? So you know, I don't know. It's I think about that sometimes, but also I I don't. It's like what are you gonna do? I don't know. Like be the guy in forty five and straight just sitting here. <laughs> And listen to this show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but I guess where I'm going with that is, is I'm not trying to tour shame you. I'm just saying that for the for the lifetime of the band, uh, you've made these excellent records, and you've you've uh, both you've created and and uh, sustained an audience, but it hasn't ever gone too much beyond like the limited circle that it's been in. And I, I guess what I'm saying is that's part of the the DNA of the band. It doesn't seem like that's a big deal, and that's that's good. But is it something that ever, you know, does, does that ever like weigh into like doing stuff? I mean, does it frustrating? Does it not matter at all? All those answers. No, are okay. no, it completely it completely matters. Like cause you tell you are not telling me, you're not telling me anything. I'm telling you, but I, don't tell me. Hey, no, uh, yeah, I don't. Sometimes when it's it, there's a network out there that, uh, uh, you know, and it's like I'm. I just turned 37, so it's like it's kind of older. So it's like the idea of like um, we can still sweat and scream and play music, but it's like um, you know, it's it's a it's a younger thing. So it's 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 a bizarre place. It's just kind of like we don't stop playing music, um, but you know, DIY clubs and stuff like that. If you you know, I don't I don't know what to, how to show up to a place and be like, hey, let's play some music. It's like, <laughs> like here's, sir, here's, this is an here's a, cool, here's a cool blues riff. Here's a cool song about uh, someone that's less than a, ten years older than I am. So, yeah, this, this is a Dairy Queen. You, you can't do that here. I'm sorry. No, I but mean, what if you could? No, I mean, it's, I mean, it's it's you know, it, like DIY places are set up, and that's where we cut our teeth. I mean, like all yeah, all those places are there, but it's just like I don't. We're just in a weird place. So it's like you either sit there and kind of go through you know existential dread or you just put on your boots and start making music again so i guess that's that's i've thought about these things but it's just like it doesn't the idea of not doing it is so terrifying that it's like right. i i just i just i have to do it it's just it's it just makes me happy see it's like one of the only things in my life that makes me happy you know to write and and play music with raj and macy and and make stuff i guess so i don't really you know if 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 it came about where you know we need to go and play music uh and get in the van and go somewhere then i'm down i just don't know how to do it right now i guess because of covid i'll well, use that yeah, one. no one's touring right now i mean big medium yeah. small or small like it's it's been unifying the fact that unless you're a complete dick you're not doing anything and you're certainly not going out on tour no wild change up i wanted to bring up that way back in, I guess it was June of 2015, according to my notes here, mm-hmm. I did an on-air bit back when this show had on-air bits and was completely different and was a morning show and was on a different station and the ocean was hey, made Did of you wood. have co-hosts? I did, yeah. And uh, what this 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 episode that, that this happened on, my co-host was uh, Evan Gritson from VNA at the time, but that was before Brenna Betts even became a, a regular I did a bit, and the bit was, what song should Ryan Christopher Parks cover in B. Hamilton? Yep. You remember this? Yep. I'm sure you do. Sure do. 
And it's great because they got a lot of content out of it, which is the fact that, you know, people were calling in. You know, there's nothing. People love having their opinion asked on stuff. Like, mm-hmm. they really do. And what we settled on was a Phil Collins Genesis song. Yeah. Now, I did that as a bit because I had a show and I needed airtime and I thought it'd be funny. And all those things mm-hmm. were true. But you did a fantastic job with it. You you guys did like a, and the song is I Can't Dance, and you deconstructed it and did like this kind of uh, almost Spaceman 3 sort of like vibe on it. And it, it works. It really works. But you ended up doing a whole record of these that took a little bit longer than maybe you originally conceived to, uh, yeah, that to was, do. Yeah, that was, that was uh, Raj. I was like, hey, uh, we don't have a drummer because our drummer, Nate, moved back to Texas. Um, and Raj joined, um, which is cool. Me, me, Raj, and Macy get along really. I think one of the things like with all our little weird group of friends is humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we don't have that, like – it doesn't exist. So we all kind of have the same kind of uh, stupid humor about party dogs and stuff like that. So, but he, he joined the band and, uh, and, and we, we made that. And then we started recording the tracks from nothing in nowhere. And, um, and, and I think the idea was you were doing this as a fundraiser to put up vinyl for the second record for fight everything. Is, is yeah, that yeah, right? Yeah, Does yeah. that sound right? Yeah. Which was a nightmare. That's a, that's the dumbest thing in the world to do, by the way, for every band out there. It's so, it's so, the cost of a hundred dollars to record a song like right now i'm doing like this this weekly instagram live thing yeah um they cut the break thing which i want yeah to right there. yeah sure we'll talk about that in a second but but just the idea of being like hey give us a hundred dollars and we'll just record a song and then that met up with like Roger's like perfectionism and like yeah as, you're thinking you're just gonna like blast it out real quick in the practice space no, and like no. on, on like a freaking iphone or something no, no, that's that's what I was thinking. Roger's like, no, I'm gonna let's let's make this. So it's kind of like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like we we tracked it all in our practice space where we record all our other stuff. But it's just like it turned this entire thing. The thing is, I like the Genesis cover because it's like it's almost a a, a complete rip off of Nine Inch Nails. I didn't hear Spaceman Three at all. Oh, really? It's like it's oh, it's almost okay. a, it's almost the day the whole world went away. Wherever the song was, I love that record, but. So, yeah, I don't know, um, but that was a good choice, and that's my favorite song on the record. That and uh, Amarillo by Morning. Well, yeah, so the thing with with um, with that is, you know, some people picked songs. They're like, hey, I want to hear them do this. I think it'd be a good song for them to do. And I purposely was like, let's pick the most, like, hilarious one to do and see what they do with it. Because I don't necessarily want, like, uh, like sound, like you know somebody like oh this sounds like this band so let's pick this song for them and I, I'm like honestly like I'm not not against Genesis but I'm certainly don't think about Genesis that much and if I did it certainly wouldn't be that era of Genesis yeah. but I thought you guys did a fantastic job that was like a knock out of the park of me you know throwing you like a weird curveball a lot of it's a lot of it's Raj because it's like like Macy's not even on it I'm just playing this baritone uh, bass that my buddy Max. It gave me. It's in my closet right now. It's one I recorded Goldtooth on. It's just okay. this like weird baritone bass. Um, but we, yeah, we just did it, and then, and then it's just a bunch of. It's like it's like me and Raj kind of knowing, getting to know each other in a studio, and just like laughing and doing stupid shit. And he's in the box, just making noises and stuff. So, um, but it's yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's a really bizarre time, and I. I mean, you play music. Why would anybody do a cover that's like almost identical I, to? Why, why would you do that? I, I, like, it's 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 not even like a talking shit kind of thing. It's just like, why would yeah, you do that? It, it's it does it doesn't really make 
too much sense right to me um i've seen bands do it and i'm like i don't know why you did that why did you like you didn't i mean what's the point of that but, it, but it's like comic book fan like nerd shit of like oh i like that song so i'm gonna co- record it verse for verse note for note kind yeah, of it's way a captain like, america cosplay of covers yeah, exactly exactly yeah and well okay so what i like about again and, and you these songs are collected as a as a whole uh, called covers of others and there's an yep. afghan wig song on it there's um uh, a uh what do you call it? an eno song on it like it, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of different stuff because everyone threw down the hundred dollars to help you press that record and then you wrapped yourself up into a multi-year project that just stupid like dumb shit where it's like it's like like how we don't tour like it's like that level of dumb so <laughs> but he came out with something really awesome like it actually plays really well as a record and what occurred to me is that if that had come out a couple years later that you uh, could have capitalized on the fact that like Spotify now opened up the process that like, Oh, you can put out a single and then like it's, it, you could tell if you tell them in advance, like maybe they'll put you on one of their playlists. Cause everyone's begging at the gates of Spotify now to you, please put my song on the thing so people can actually. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I mean, I've, I've, I mean, like we're, we're pretty do it yourself. I mean, I don't, yeah. I mean, like, like it's, it's, there's, there's, I don't know anybody else like around here. Like, it's like, I'm like, especially in the, I mean, you moved away. So it's like everybody in Oakland is like, it's like, sorry, dude. No, no worries. It's all good. But it's just like, everybody's like, you know, I mean, it's, it's a hard place to live. So people move away, which I understand. And people want to, you know, make families and stuff. But, um, yeah, it's like, it's, I, I've explored all the, the, the kind of options for Spotify and doing covers and stuff like that. And it's like, even I'm asking for money, like on this cut the breakers thing, because the mechanical licenses yeah. where, um, if you want to get it on Spotify or, you know, pay people, you got to clear cover. Song, like, yeah. yeah, it's like, you got to clear it, which makes sense, which is cool. But it's just kind of like, you know, it's this kind of, it's this world of like, when you're literally by yourself, like it's, it's bizarre. Like, you know, um, you know, people have help and I'm not, I'm definitely not being like, well, I wish we had help. It's like, no, who cares? Just, it's, it's not, once again, it's not going to stop me from doing stuff. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. DIY is yeah. a lot of work is, is what it comes down to. Yeah. It's fine. But it's fine though. Like what's, what's, you know, if you don't want to do this, if you don't love doing something, then don't do it. I don't know. Yeah, it's not I fair. don't love, <laughs> I don't know. I don't love, I, I played baseball until I was 12 and I don't love doing that. So I stopped, I guess, you know, so. So talk to me about the conception of the band. I realize we haven't really talked that much about uh, early days. I know you better than I did then, but mm-hmm. before there was a band, there were sort of this, there were these songs and there was this idea, right? This is, mm-hmm. this, I'm talking like before first record, like how did he, cause I didn't even realize that the timeline was as long as it was. With, I guess with, so. Yeah. With, 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 and, and I say that like, I don't, I don't mean that as a diss at all. Like, I mean that like I'm in awe of it, that like you've managed to like keep the, keep the world in your mind in its various incarnations and move forward. You know, so that did you think, did you think that me hearing you bring up the idea of time was a diss? <laughs> no, they just, it's been going on for, for a while and it had even had existence before the first record, which is what? 2012. So what? 2011, 2012. I guess, so. I guess it's 2010 or something like that. I, I was like, I, I just, I just found that I, there's a song called common pets. Um, that I that I didn't the, see was <laughs> that you put up uh, just recently, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I didn't realize that Jonas Strauss, 
uh, mix that. Jonas Strauss at Survivor Studio. But um, but, but yeah, so so I guess Survivor Studios, Jonas Strauss. Really? <laughs> no, no, no. We don't. No sponsors ever. No, no. No ads. No sponsors. Okay. But Jonas is a good dude. Nice. And I, I got yeah, a futon from good. him. Well, a futon nice. mattress yeah. that I still have. Absolutely. That's a really boring uh, yes. story. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Worse. Uh, I guess it started out like uh, there was. Um, so I'm from, I'm from Anaheim, um, uh, a town in Anaheim. Every time I say Anaheim, and people go, "You're from Yorba Linda." So I'm definitely from Yorba Linda. Um, Anaheim's certainly more well known of the two of them, though. I just say that, I'm, like the people from Orange County, like you're from Yorba Linda, and I'm like, I know I'm not trying to, you know, do like a class oh, he's fancy. warfare thing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I'm from there, and uh, my dad was a machinist, and he had a uh, a uh, machine shop in Brea, California. Uh, which is a neighboring town. Um, there's a lot of weird musical companies from uh, Northern Orange County, like PV and um, Fender, and not Fender's not weird at all. But but the idea of like uh, there was a bunch of giant amplifiers mm-hmm. um, that were just readily available at every pawn shop for like fifty dollars, like old PV, late 1970s stuff. Um, yeah, so I kind of was always I always played music. I always loved music. Um, my dad. Um, played drums so we'd always just play music and I didn't really have like a favorite band or anything like that so uh, um, yeah I just kind of started playing music and played in ska bands because it was Orange County and (laughs) I wore Hawaiian shirts and I was fat and it was fun Um, but eventually uh, I just kind of ended up at this uh my dad's machine shops like late at night. Um, he would let he would give me the key and just let me go in there and, and record. It's just it's concrete, it's concrete and drywall. It's a giant warehouses, concrete drywall. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend Jeff uh, and I would play music in there, and we were obsessed with. Um, I guess my buddy Valentine, Sleep, and the the first Desert Sessions records were really interesting to me because Orange County was so inundated with. Uh, like punk and punk was always like a square box, mm-hmm. which sounds, which sounds bizarre. But if you're around in that era, it was just like, it was just, yeah, especially always, yeah, that area, especially is known. for. I've it. always hated scenes. I've always hated people who just, I, I don't like large groups of people who think the same way. They just, they, I don't understand how that works out. So, um, we kind of started making like shoegaze and I had like a line six pedal delay pedal that the green one, the use. one that's like there. Did they refuse yeah. to update or do anything with, despite the fact that it's still popular to this day? Yeah, I moved on from. I got the uh, that blue one from whatever company. I, I'm I'm so not a pedal guy. I don't know anything about them. I just know the stuff that I guess I need. Uh, and Mark always shows me pedals. But um, yeah, we started making all these kind of weird records. It's the first one, first kind of real song that I can really think of is called "Outside of Hexagram." That's um on this uh. It's B. Hamilton record called uh, the, it's not even B. Hamilton record, it's just a record that I made in my dad's uh, warehouse machine shop thing called Outside of Hexagram, which is this weird mix of like My Bloody Valentine and Sleep or Black Sabbath or something, I don't know, so it started there and then I, I moved to Oakland for college um, and me and Macy started playing uh, at Saigon Market, this weird place on 24th and Telegraph um, with our buddy Bill and a bunch of time passes. And we just keep at it. And 
I mean, I, I don't know. You're, it's like asking me to explain like the past like twelve years of my life. Well, well, sure, <laughs> but specifically, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm not saying like you have to like do the whole narrative structure. You know, here's a brief history of time, but just yeah, yeah. yeah you, you're doing fine there, and that's of course the lineup that does everything I own is broken, of which hexagrams yeah, on there as well, like an up to, up sure. to date version. Uh, and then there's there's still that my bloody Valentine plus sleep sort of vibe but also you know there's there's definitely there's the blues that's in there as well there's some like yeah. you know some some slide guitar there's uh there's finger picking there, there's influences that you don't often hear in either of those genres let alone a band that kind of trades in all of those things at once i mean you play guitar like you play guitar that's, and write songs so it's yes. like i feel like i feel like that thing like with like with with like a guitar like you have to go to that world eventually you know like if you played um trumpet you'd have to find your way into jazz eventually even if you were like a right, right, right. hardcore salt like if, if regardless if you're in a kevin shields at 16 years old or something like that you have to go and find blind willie johnson sometime it's not like it's not some romanticized crossroads bullshit it's like you need to find out <laughs> like you need to find out where this comes from and sure, it's sure. like if you if you were a scientist or if you were a you know a baker you would go and find out where this stuff starts so that's like the blue stuff is just like that's just that's i don't know where it's especially in america like it's you it's just it's this concurrent line with guitar and history where you start seeing a bunch of stuff and it, it runs parallel it's bizarre so I, I i don't know it's like um i think i think learning guitar and kind of like going back to like masters like uh, he were someone and like just like just just people who like Blind Willie Johnson's like my probably my favorite guitar player. I think um, I don't understand what he's doing, and he died uh, you know in a burnt down church and right. some other. The thing. legend it's itself just, is a fascinating story. Yeah, I guess so. But it, but it, but it goes. It, but once again, it goes parallel with history, like the history of this nation that, sh- that doesn't make sense. So it's just it. It's all it's all the same you know, bag of stuff. So once I've always I've always loved history. So it's like. You just kind of it's the same it's the same road, you know. Yeah. And you just find yourself going down the same place, I guess. So talk to me about the the making of that record. So you got you got this band. You, you this it's you, it's Macy, it's Bill, and yeah, you've got these songs. Some of them have been around for a while. Some of some of them mm-hmm. less so. But you've got a band. You got an identity. I remember it was described to me as uh, oh yeah, there's there's this band. They're called B Hamilton. They kind of sound like you know. It's like heavy, but some of it kind of sounds like shoegazy, and some of it sounds like the Pixies. And then like he just does this like primal scream, like vocal. Oh, yeah. and, I, and I was like, oh, like like the band Primal Scream. Like no, no, like John Lennon doing Primal Screaming. And I'm like, oh, that sounds yeah. He screams like Bobby Gillespie. It's like oh, cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, so I totally thought scream. they meant, he meant Primal Scream. I'm like, ah, I don't really care about Primal Scream. But like, no, no, like actual Primal Screaming. <laughs> <laughs> don't sleep on exterminator records the shit it's fine i had to turn off the classic albums of it though i'm like i don't i don't care about this but yeah i'm good i don't i don't need any bell bottoms in my life yeah it's, i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. Uh, yeah <laughs> but the uh but the stuff yeah the uh um um yeah i don't know the uh i don't know it's just it's i don't i don't so the making of that record talking about everything i own is broken making that record Right, uh, so the, so the, the screaming, the screaming stuff, like like singing like really loud and screaming stuff, like that comes from like playing in warehouses with shitty PA's. I don't, I don't like doing that, or I don't, I don't know how to do that. Like it's 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 literally guttural, and it comes from just 
playing loud music with friends where stuff's getting hit really hard and I needed to sing louder. And you wanted to be heard, sh- obviously. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm sure like, like Shannon Shaw, like has to like be in the same world where it's just like, you, you can't sing like in a, a warehouse, you know, without screaming and projecting. And her voice is just unbelievable. But it's like a lot of people where it's just like, what do you, what do you do in this situation where you're trying to sing and you're trying to sing on like with a note? But right. like, well, like, how, like you, you can how, how scream you for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's like you, you need can to shred need to your project. vocal cords all you want, but yeah, there, there's there. I mean, there's some guy like you know, um, the sound guy is is has a, a 16 ounce can of Paps with a cigarette. He's making out with your girlfriend. You're like, can you turn me up a little bit? And he's just like, I don't know, man. Or you know, it's up all the way and stuff like that. So that's that's the only reason I scream a lot um, from it. But um, yeah, I don't know uh, the 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 kind of varied. Uh, amount of songs just kind of comes from i don't um i like writing i like i just like songs and and i, I don't well tell me about the yeah. songs that came to be on everything i own is broken because it's it, they sit well together as a record like i like the those, are all bedroom, those are all bedroom songs and then they they uh we're done macy yeah i got i got a, a show at the uptown and uh macy agreed to come in he was a band he's, he was in a band called the endless never miss with winston and johnny and rosie and uh he he agreed to to come on, and he's been there ever since. I don't know why, to be honest. Uh, he's he's a very good man, and I miss playing with music with him very much. And Bill is Bill is Bill, so Bill is Bill. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Bill Bill Crowley is Bill Crowley. So so, and when you've got you know with that record. You've got the band, and you get a couple more of the more kind of like intimate songs that are on there as well, which is probably more definitionally how the how the songs sort of started, where it was you know bedroom bedroomy kind of stuff. Uh, vibe on it's great. That's also where the artwork kind of started a, a thematic thing that carries through with all your records. Now, is that something that was there an overarching plan with that, or is that just happen to be what happened uh, i i uh so it's it's by jay Otto Siebold, uh who's who's one of my best friends and almost a paternal character in my life uh he's i don't know he's he's uh yeah he's definitely one of my best friends um and he he, he did the artwork he did uh all the other reindeer it, it's it's weird talking about him like as a famous artist person but um yeah, I don't know. He, I always loved his. I always loved his artwork, and he uh, taught me something about the completion gene, which is why I hold him so close. Um, hmm, because the, just the idea of like, it's easy to like call yourself an artist and just never complete shit. You know, mm. like just ne- never being able to to finish it. And he told me that, and that stuck in my brain, like almost immediately. Um, just the idea of of being able to follow something through and you might not think it's done, but it's done. So you need to throw something out. So, well, what they say, and, all uh, art, <laughs> all art projects are, Oh God, what's the saying? I'm going to screw this up, but it, it, it's art projects are never finished, only abandoned. Like I, I think, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's true. I mean, that? he, I mean, it's, especially as a painter, like in, with something that he has like collages of and just yeah. mo- like a multitude of stuff where I, it, it, when he says something like that, it's interesting. So, um, I don't know. I've, I've always loved him. I've seen his like kids grow up and he's just always been one of my best friends. And, uh, every time it, it's, it's almost like every time I see a piece of his art, 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm going to make a – that's going to be the album cover. He's like, eh, whatever. That's fine. Just, just take it or whatever. Like there's a – there's a one, like the Fight Everything album covers in our in our, uh, in our uh, little breakfast nook kind of thing. So it's just there. So Yeah, so the first one's got like the house bouncing off the airplane. The second one, it's like a more – it's like looks like the same house kind of more like almost impressionistic like uh you know bob not bob ross style but like a little little more uh like less less defined but like the house is very very clear and present in the foreground and then on nothing yeah. nowhere there's like the house almost as ufo <laughs> not the band ufo but an actual ufo yeah. or something <laughs> yeah i mean it, it, it like in my head it means something to me where it's i, I think like it, i think it means something to me it probably doesn't but it's you know the uh, I think the second one was kind of like uh, um, my dad sold his shop, uh, his aerospace shop. So it was kind of like just the the house was stark and just as a weird time and bad time. And almost like the the nothing in nowhere, uh, album art is uh, is almost a uh, rebirth. I guess it, that's that's how I see it. Um, it, it. It's like the house just kind of like this this like almost Apache aircraft just you know dropping bombs on everybody or something so right but well talk yeah, to me about that about the second record because there was at that point bill crowley's leaving uh i bill's re- out boom i refer yeah, to it as a like a patchwork quilt <laughs> right because there's multiple there's multiple lineups that are on that record talk to me about the second yeah. record yeah so the second record was just um it was it was adam myatt who deserves a huge shout out because uh, who's the cat man of West Oakland? I was going to say, yeah, they're going to talk about the cat, he, about the cat cafe. How he, how he pays his bills <laughs> by helping cats. But he, um, he, uh, we used to record everything at Shark Bite where our uh, Shark Bites in Jack London in Oakland, Jack London Square in Oakland. And uh, we did all our stuff there. Uh, Eric Kuhn um, helped us out on drums and piano and stuff like that. It's just patchwork. It was like, I don't know. It was just, it was just a weird time. I, I can't remember. I don't know. I feel like financially it was just bizarre for everybody. And there's just like in and outs and no one knows, knew, knew what was going on. I was getting like uh, kicked out of my house. Oh, um, man, it was heavy. <laughs> just, uh, it, all, but I had already written the song. So it wasn't like anything right. I could like, Oh, here's my cool song about this. It's just like, I don't have anything. I just, I have to finish this. And that hmm. kind of goes back to Com- the completion. James, the completion, James, yeah. just, you have to finish stuff. You can't just let stuff, sit there and you know you can't finish it so but it was i mean it you know jonah helped out and it got finished and raj played the uh record release at the Starline in oakland and uh it was fine it was just it was just a, it's i mean it's just from beginning to end it just didn't make sense and i don't know i think i look back on i think i, I look i, I look on that one that it just it was just a really weird hard time so um it doesn't make sense. That's why it's not pressed on vinyl. So, so, and then we already mentioned that, yeah, part of the uh, the pathway to why they're being uh, that why they're why they're being why there is why a <laughs> why there is the covers of others record was like as a fundraising mechanism. Ultimately, is what started as, but that led to uh, Raj starting in. And uh, playing with you and to what is the now definitive B. Hamilton lineup. And we already covered that. So then talk to me about the making of the new record. Well, new-ish record. New, the, the most recent record, About Nothing and Nowhere. Uh, Rob yeah, recorded so- it. Uh, he produced it. I don't you know whether he wants to you know, 
engineered it, whatever. Don't get off my back. Yeah. Uh, so, so basically, <laughs> I'll get off your back. Um, so yeah, we. So we. I, I wasn't record- meaning you. I was waving away the critics. Is what I was doing with that. With that. With the hand. I was get off my back. <laughs> the critics. <laughs> my my girlfriend in the other room. Um, but yeah, so we we started recording it like concurrently with uh, covers of others, and uh, we did that. But they just we just we just I mean we we so the like the kind of great thing about Raj being a drummer and having our own kind of like studio set up is he can go back and re-record drums sometimes if he needs to, right? Which is unprecedented. I don't know. I, mean, I feel like a lot of like musicians might listen to this and it, that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you, the drummers. You, you, you aren't and, usually able to punch drums. That's yeah, and we didn't do it to a click track either. So you know, even that's, better. Uh, yeah, so it's just it's. When you say that, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so we just kind of did everything through his uh, his method into his um, his rig at our studio that we share with Once a Future Band. And while he was doing that, and we were working on this, there's a band called Kreiderman that um, uh, it's basically B. Hamilton backing up our buddy Ryan Holzer, who's uh, he wrote this song called Boulder, which I covered. Oh yeah, that's on a um... yeah. One of the it's on, it's on fight everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, yeah. So it's just a little close knit group. Um, and we all kind of do stuff. Joel's on everything. Joel Robino from once a future band. Raj is on everything. It's just kind of, um, it's a weird little, it's a, it's just a weird, it's a room. It's like a rectangle that we all exist in. It's not like some cool thing. We're all smoking cigarettes and talking shop and stuff like that. It's just, it's a room <laughs> and there's a computer in the corner mm-hmm. and we record music there. And it's, right. it's not a nice place to be. It's not like an enjoyable place to be at all. It's, it gets it's, hot. It's, it's not like the dandy, was it the dandy Warhols? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, what was, <laughs> that, what's, what's that, the, uh, that, that documentary that with uh, them and Brian Jones on massacre. And uh, they use their video budget to like make like their version of like the factory. Right, exactly. Dig, yeah, it's called Dig, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Dig, and then there's, but there's like, what is it? Is it Cocksucker Blues? The Roy Stone thing, or they're like in the yeah. south of France? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like it's <laughs> nothing like that. Like there's like, right. you're outside, and like there's some guy you can see walking up from, like West Oakland Bart, and you're like, what's that guy gonna do when he cuts here? Like you know, yeah. so it's 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 just a room, and and Raj turned it into something that's like phenomenal, and it's all it all goes through Raj, um, even like. Um, like not doing a name drop thing, but like Boots Riley, like I did some music with him for Sorry to Bother You. That's actually was the next thing I was going to, so that's cool. totally fine. But he, but he, um, he brought it up like recently when I saw him before all this like COVID shit. But he was just like, "Is what's up with that that Raj sound?" And it's like it's it's basically everything goes through Raj, and that room is Raj's studio, and he would never admit that, and he's probably really embarrassed right now, but it's true. <laughs> He he turned he turned something into whatever that is. I mean, yeah. it's it's bizarre. It's just a, it's a practice studio that we record all these records at, and he it knows how great. to. Yeah, he knows, he knows how to record. So I think so. I think it sounds really good. So I think he did a great job. So so tell me tell me about sorry to bother you and and the 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 soundtrack and how that all came to pass because that's a yeah. was a pretty big deal. Like that was yeah certainly something that I was like oh my god that's awesome. Like yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you you used to live in Oakland, so you like when you see those those places. Yeah, you know, only Oakland, twenty two years, you, you know, no big deal. Yeah, exactly. Well, we already <laughs> forgot about you. No yeah, one right, cares yeah. about you. <laughs> no one cares. But yeah, he. Uh, but 
you can tell that it's like filmed like within a couple of blocks. You know? Yeah, the it's first like, time I watched it, it was actually super. Just dist- it was just it was actually very distracting for me because I kept playing. You know, named the location in my head and like, oh, that's right. such and such. And it's like, wait, what did they say? Fuck. Right. So I had to watch it. No, second no, no. Time. Yeah, I, I I rewatched it like right when um the quarantine hit here or something. Whatever the quarantine is here. Um and it's all around downtown and stuff like that. But Boots is an old friend of Jim. James Otto Siebold and um, me and Boots have always like kind of known each other, but Boots is like Boots is Boots, so we talk and. Stuff. And to be clear, for, for those that are not aware, we're talking about Boots Riley from the Coup. For the for those yeah. that are not aware, which I believe yeah. probably everyone is, but just there's people that listen from other countries and stuff to this show, so you know, hey. Yep, yeah, it's uh, it's Boots Riley, and uh, we've kind of known each other. He's seen B Hamilton a couple times. And uh, he asked me to come down to his studio, which is the OMC or whatever it's called now. Um, it's the Oakland Music Complex, yeah, Oakland. which is like, yeah, which is where a, a number of, of, of bands practice, I guess, in Oakland. Um, I've never had a room there, but it's, uh, I, it's I, my, my old room with Reptoid used to be used to be. Yeah, it's, it's, everybody everybody's had a room there at some point, but I, I for some reason I never yeah, had high end fires like down the down the hall, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, there's there's a band called Centrifuge that I used to see. I don't know. Um, but he has he has a studio in there with uh, this guy uh, Damien, and uh, yeah, I uh, I went down there and I I he just kind of asked me to play some stuff and I played a bunch of music, and it turned into the song uh, Hell Yeah, Fuck Yeah, All Right, That's Tight, I believe so. It's abbreviated, um, but it's really good and it plays throughout the song or the movie and. Uh, yeah, it was really nice. It's, yeah, it's uh, not it was, like it's, playing in a car in a scene while a character's walking by. It's like a pretty big part of the movie. Like it's yeah, it is. It's it, like, it, oh fuck yeah, yeah. I remember watching it with my friends and just and being like, "That's me," and they're like, "Shut the fuck up." Who cares? I'm like, "Okay, that's cool," <laughs> which is fine. I don't know. Like if someone told me like that's my song in this this movie, I'd be like, "Cool, well, great." Can I watch the movie? <laughs> But I mean, yeah, that, that was, uh, you know, that, was movie, awesome. that movie made an impact and yeah. especially now when everybody has to work for Amazon right. the next couple months. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. so it, it's, and it, it's an interesting thing because to me it, it is a quintessentially Oakland movie, probably more so than anything I can think of other than maybe blind spotting where it's just like, Oh, this is like a love letter to Oakland in a way. You know? Yeah, I guess so. I think, so. I think like, like, Visually, it's an, it's, a, it's a, like a love letter to Oakland, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's I think it's, I I think it's I, I like I rewatched it. It's on Hulu right now. Like I rewatched it. Um, like I was saying a couple months ago, or a month ago, or ten years ago, wherever we're at right now. And uh, it's just it's it's just a it's a good it's a movie. colorful movie. It's it's, 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 like, it's 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 very like it's, there's it's, nothing it's, like it. No, yeah, it plays to like your ADD kind of brain, and it's perfect. So um, it's good. So talk to me about Cut the Breakers. Okay. Uh, so I do a thing every Sunday at uh, Pacific Standard Time at 6.30 uh, on B. Hamilton's Instagram Live feed. Um, and I'm just kind of doing it for an hour um, to kind of – I don't know. I, f- I feel like there's – man, that, that Gal Gadot, is that her name? The Imagine video? <laughs> just like yes, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea, like the idea, like not that it spawned anything, but the idea of like someone being like, "Let's all just be 
you know, let's, let's, let's be one right now. It's like, no, and, you know, like, no, and like you're stuck in your house or you're stuck at your job or something like that. Yeah. That you can't leave. It's like, all right, can I, can I do a song and dance thing for an hour and play songs that you want to hear that you asked me to? So it's fun. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 um, it's just a weekly thing and I get, it gives me something to do. I mean, I, I, I furloughed myself basically from my job. Um, because it's uh, my girlfriend is immunocompromised, so yeah, it's not a you don't you, you don't you don't get to do risky things when you have that in your life. You don't, and I, and I understand like everybody's kind of like there's some people that are like this is bullshit. Why would stay inside? And why well, we don't? But there's people who you know you could. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's exactly. It's, it's not about what's going to happen to you. It's about what could potentially happen to people that are close to you. Yeah, and yeah, and I and you know even like you know hearing some people who I thought or think are rationally thinking and they, when they bring up the kind of like, this is stupid. No one's died and we should go back to work. And I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I have no idea. So the way I look at that is like, there's always those disaster movies, like the pandemic movies where there's like the person that says that exact thing. And right. like, that's always like the dickhead that gets everybody killed every time. Exactly. Which like is, let's the would, zombie in or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> but, but that's always the thing. Like, even like, like I see like people are like the guy that said, for people to go outside, caught COVID, and I'm like, well, I hope he gets better. You know, like, yeah, you don't want, yeah, you don't want to die. Well, I mean, like, like <laughs> in like, Wisconsin, right? right? They forced everyone to vote in person, specifically yeah. because they were afraid that this super right wing judge that right. everybody like hated and wanted off the bench uh, was going to get voted out. So they're like, oh, well, if we force everyone to vote in person, that's going to favor us because our our people are the people that thinks it's a hoax. I and mean, so, that's, but, but then what's well, amazing I mean, is that people people still came out to vote and they still lost and it went to the Supreme Court yeah and who also did it through like Zoom or something so it's like that's hilarious that they made you know people and so 19 people caught COVID from that because they were forced to like vote in person like a couple of poll workers a couple people they were just like at the polls and it's so crazy to me well, first of all, there was something poetic the fact that they they tried this, they risked a bunch of people's lives, and they still lost. Is you know that's that's sort of like you know <laughs> a little bit of a fu there, but yeah, it's so bizarre that to me that we live in a, in, a, in a place where you're 45 and straight type person can have a set of facts, and then like you know these these folks over here that watch MSNBC have a series of facts, and like facts are facts. Yeah, and, I mean, that, well, I mean, well, that was the stuff with like even like with you know, I voted, I wanted Bernie to do something and stuff like that, but it's like I just don't, I don't get when someone who's older than I am like talks about politicians. I'm like, is this this doesn't make any sense to me? I don't, I don't, I don't know. But but just just the idea of like um like the idea with Georgia like opening up and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but that was but that was a ploy by the government to. Well, Stop it's, it's, unemployment insurance. Right. It's insidious because what it does is, is it means that those, yeah, those basically there's a whole bunch of people that a whole bunch of businesses that are going to, you know, be financially impoverished because they're not going to be able to open up. And if they are like, they're, they're not going to, it's just basically a play not to pay out unemployment insurance. Like it's That's a long game. So it's, yeah. So it's it, just the idea of like, you know, as we, keep on you know as time goes on the idea of like watching out for people and you know yeah. th- those things where it's just like let's make sure that you know people aren't 
getting completely fucked by the government because that's I mean, that's that's all Georgia was. So I don't know. I feel like it's a I'm going to spur off into a class warfare thing. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Do that's that. what I've heard it, but the the. That sounds incredibly productive, but <laughs> yeah. uh, we we're, we're kind of closing out here. It's a bummer thing to to close on. Yeah. Uh, what I want to know there's there's so there's 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 two things. There, there's I got a can question I'm gonna throw at you, but also nobody knows what the future looks like with the pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. But are there any are there any plans for the future with B Hamilton? I mean, Raj obviously is when things return to normal isn't just going to be splitting time with once in future, but also is, uh, he's, he's drumming for another band. I hear oh, the black crows. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, going to yeah. take up a little bit of time. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, I mean, he, yeah, he can talk about that. I don't, I don't know what that, um, you guys should have him on the show, uh, I him and to. Joel or something. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Um, I've been writing a lot. It's, it's been kind of a confusing, um, kind of year. Um, personally that my girlfriend's been in and out of the hospital and stuff like that. So, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a weird time to reflect. So I've been writing a lot and that's why I've been doing those cut the breakers things just to kind of bring everybody together. Um, but once, once, uh, here's a lighthearted note or, uh, we're not allowed back in our studio unless we ask, uh, because, uh, they told us not to go in there, which we were cool with. And then a bunch of people went in there and they started pissing in the hallway. So Fantastic. if there's not, if there's just, I mean, it, it, that's like the most, you know, summarizing thing of like hey don't do this it's yeah. just like nah, well, i'm gonna everybody. do that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right well don't go in there for a month it's like nah i gotta i gotta piss in there so i'm gonna go in there but um yeah i don't know uh i've been writing a bunch and it's i enjoy writing again it's kind of a nice time to reflect and start making stuff again so um and i'm fortunate i don't know i don't know i i, I think about people that have to work a bunch which is horrible and uh hopefully it's I don't know. I'm all out of insights. I have I have no no uh, no hot takes or insights or anything. Like that. Yeah, I just hope fine. that everybody's that's staying fine. safe. Yeah. Well, and so the last thing is something I ask everybody at the end, at the end of the show, which is just why do you do what you do? Why I do what I do? Yeah. Why do you do it? Uh, because of crippling depression, anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, it's been it's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, it, cool. took, it took far too long to have that happen, so thanks for yeah. spending the time with me. And uh, cool, thanks for doing this. I, I enjoy all the all the. Uh, I listened to a bunch of uh, backlogs today, and uh, it's really interesting. And uh, I think you're very good at this. I think you should keep doing it. Oh, thanks, buddy. I think you're very yeah. good at what you do, and I I eagerly await every release that that you do. And I can't say that about many bands. So cool. As that much as it may seem like I'm a constant source of positivity, that's just. Uh, you're one of those negative guys I've ever met in my life, so let's not do that. <laughs> exactly. I have to hide your Facebook posts. True, I don't hear that shit. True heads will know. <laughs> that's true. All right. Well, uh, take care, buddy. Thanks for having me on. All right, brother. Take care. All right. Oh, there he goes. Let's listen to the song that this show commissioned. Uh. Here we go. This is a little uh, Genesis cover.
I'm gonna go hang out with him.
Hamilton, we had uh, uh, Stupid as the Sun there. That's in the Fight Everything album. And then before that, we had... What do we have? We had... Oh, we had the song that uh, this show inspired, <laughs> which is the cover of I Can't Dance on uh, uh, covers of others, which not available on Bandcamp. The rest of the stuff is... You got to go to the uh, the other services uh, for that one. So if you're interested in hearing that... And it's great. There's a version of Needle the Camel's Eye. It's really good. Probably the only good Afghans, Afghan wigs cover that I can think of. Is it the only good one? I don't know. Is it? It's the only one I can think of, that's for sure. 
but you can find all that stuff. Be Hamilton. They're on all the normal places that you find bands. Uh, it's a thing. Yeah, there you go. Ryan Christopher Parks. Awesome dude. Is this thing on? It's been a bit. It was an Oakland-centric Protonic reversal. And happy for it. Can you hear me now? B. Hamilton's on Instagram and Facebook. They're on a lot of things. They're uh, certainly not ubiquitous, but they're they're out there. They're doing it. Interesting band. I like them quite a bit. If that didn't come across. Is this thing on? Right. This show is called Calling a Neutron's Protonic Reversal. It airs on Radio Note Live. Archives at RadioNeutron.com. Patreon.com slash Protonic Reversal to support the show and to get the episode sooner. A dollar a month will get you there. No ads. No sponsors. No kidding. Not compulsory. Episode's always free. Mr. and Mrs. America all ships at sea. Thanks for all the great feedback. Thanks for folks sharing the episodes around. Okay, words. We're going to get through this together, guys. And guys. got 50,000 watts of power. Martin Atkins Thursday PIL big face I wanna ionize the air should be good and coming Friday a mini episode follow up with Jerry Casale of Devo no kidding he's coming back for more this microphone turns sound into electricity. Like the show on Facebook if that's a thing you do. Or don't. I'm not going to tell you, you what to do. But it helps the show. Stay safe. On Route 128, dark and lonely. And take it easy. I got my radio on. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now?
Welcome to my top 10. I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. See? 